0: Welcome back to the regular exclusive podcast with your host, Jace and Renee, as always. And this week, we're talking about the most I don't know, millennial thing pops possible. Parents of the problem.
1: I guess that is very millennial of us, <laughs> but it's also a pretty great fucking category. So come at me because I like it. <laughs> it's our category. We made it up and I think it's wonderful.
0: I I'm a big fan of it because, yeah, you're right. Uh, it's ours until someone tells us uh, this has always been a thing. But you know what? For this moment, it's ours. Yeah,
1: fuck off, yeah. anyone. We don't want <laughs> to really hear about that. I don't care.
0: <laughs> and it's it's a lot of fun because, the, really, this could be the most broad category of horror movies because even if you're a casual horror fan, parents usually suck. Yeah. But it, it also can be very, very niche and however tight you want to make your your criteria Mm -hmm. uh i looked up basic google search of bad parents in horror movies and some of the names we get are norma bates
1: i do think she's like one of the shining stars of this category that is probably the worst mother that maybe is ever on screen i don't know that's like well sorry maybe not the worst but one of them top five at least
0: definitely you know the uh worst case scenario for a mama's boy is, is psycho yeah uh then we then we get jack from the shining agreed uh pamela Voorhees. i, I mean, said she, that to you she really sucks
1: <laughs> mrs Voorhees is the reason that jason is fucking doomed to just come back to life and murder teenagers till the end of time in hell in space in like Manhattan like he goes all over the place and he never can fucking rest because of this bitch who did it all in the first movie. I will say Mrs. Voorhees though, iconic horror villain so.
0: Also, the I feel like the the Friday the 13th franchise it's got to be the only franchise where the person where the villain that we're all known for is not the one in the original movie.
1: I mean, he even, doesn't yeah. even
0: Scream does that. The the trick question you know, in in the first scream movie.
1: Yeah. Because it's smart because it is, it's a weird one. And most like casual fans wouldn't know that. And that's, what's cool about Friday the 13th, but it's crazy because he doesn't even get the, Jason doesn't get the iconic hockey mask until Friday part three. So yeah, it's like, it's crazy that it takes that long, but like, he's still going strong and we all still loved him no matter what. So,
0: (laughs) but The uh, the movie that we're opening up, you know, revisiting a classic, which is what I kind of feel like these these honorary mentions have become. uh, We're talking about Carrie.
1: Yeah, fuck yeah, we are the original, not the remake. Everyone, just relax, it's okay.
0: Yeah, the original, not the remake, not the '90s sequel, just the 1976. carry yeah.
1: rage carry two kind of fucks a little bit just for that end massacre but like other than that kind of a dumpster fire but that's okay there's a lot of you know adaptations but i think it's weird that there's so many like more attempts of at carry after the first adaptation nailed it like i don't mm-hmm. know i mean it's obviously a little different from the book but like Wouldn't you say like this is like I know you haven't seen any of the other ones, but it's like kind of what else is there to see after this?
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like
1: this really just hits everything perfectly. Very strangely, but it hits it.
0: Yeah, it's a real just everything happens in one movie. There's there's kind of a. A hint of maybe a sequel, but it's it's more of a fever dream than an actual like she's it's, alive. Yeah, but... one of
1: those OG jump scares that I think you just said in like the other movie we watched that you were like, I hated that last minute jump yeah. scare. And it's like, Yeah, yeah. But like there's always that's like been around for a long time and Carrie was one of the first ones.
0: The funny thing about the carry jump scare at the end is that it's not even really a jump. Like the hand slowly comes out of the rocks. So it's more of like a lukewarm scare, but the the, the
1: music (laughs) is like, like loud. That's really how they get you.
0: I did want to ask you, is this where like, is this where like the violin screech really peaked or like, did it start here? Cause like, it's a care the violin screech is a character in this movie. <laughs> Agreed.
1: It really is. Isn't that it it works really well? Cause it's like it's almost like that's like her the sound of her telekinesis mm-hmm. or whatever, yeah. which is like weird, but it works. I feel like it's it's like the same kind of like at least for to me, I'm not a musician, but it sounds like the same as psycho which i mm-hmm. think really made it iconic with the E-e-e-e-e-e. That's
0: true. That's true. So i think
1: that's really where it comes back to and like that's why i always love the score in a horror movie because it's so important and i think like it gives like more of a like you can't see her powers but like you can kind of and you know mm-hmm. that they're there because of the music. And it's just really effective and scary.
0: Yeah, i mean at the end she stabs her mom with
1: Everything in the kitchen.
0: A, it's not even <laughs> knife. It's just like a spreader. It's like an icing spreader. It's dull, but stabs her with it. She
1: uses everything she's got. And I think we can agree since this week's theme is parents are the problem. Margaret White fucking had it coming. That bitch was the most unpleasant, just <laughs> annoying, stupid bitch I've ever heard in my life. And the actress was incredible. I fucking love her. She's amazing. Love her on Twin Peaks, but like she plays it so well that I hate this character. Uh,
0: She's the worst mother like Piper, Piper Laurie. Incredible performance. Like amazing. She was she was dialed up to 12, like going full religious crazy and nailed it. And yeah. The, it was funny because like I'm watching the movie and I'm like, yeah, the mom is the problem. And then everyone else is just piling on.
1: Yeah. They're all just assholes because like, she's already fucking getting it at home. Right. Yeah. When you think about like, I kind of love the gym teacher in the movie. I mean, she's kind of a hot mess. Cause she's like, I wanted to smack her too. It's like, okay, <laughs> calm down. But like, <laughs> she also like is nice to her. And I love that. She's like, when she gives the other girls attention after the whole beginning of the movie, which we'll talk about, I love that she's like, None of you probably can even imagine what it would be like to be Carrie White. Cause I'm like, Yeah, yeah I think Carrie White might have one of the worst fucking lives ever. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy because in any other movie, she might be a fucking superhero, but it's so fucked because she's like someone who just bullied at home and in school.
0: Yeah, it's a weird thing where like, the person with the supernatural powers is a total victim like yeah. the powers they don't she doesn't rise above it or like i don't know this is kind of like the perfect origin story for any villain like a, a villain mm-hmm. origin and i'm kind of shocked that like marvel or dc hasn't totally ripped off this story because it it's a great. It really it really fits like it reminds me of uh like the like Joker a couple of years ago, like mm-hmm. that was the story of like here's this iconic villain and here's his origin to make you sympathetic to his plight. Yeah, uh, which you know whatever. I but still like- love
1: Joker. Don't even <laughs> say it. I'm sorry. Uh, problematic. I, I, it. But I like. I like
0: it. Li- I, love I liked it. it too. It was a good story. Uh, but Carrie is like such a compelling story. I was like, this is hard to watch because I know. like. It's not like you suddenly see a car crash and you turn your head. You see the car crash the entire movie. Like it, it's just it's awful. It's <laughs> like,
1: fucking brutal because you just feel so bad for this girl. And like, obviously, like, OK, like, I think that's where this is a great place where we can talk about, like, just how fucked everyone is. But also, like, you kind of understand it at the beginning. But then you un- then when you find out why she's acting that way, you're like, oh, OK, that's got to be horrifying. But like for the rest of the movie, it's like this poor girl is just trying to live her life and everyone is just out to, to fucking get her. And it's so fucked. But like starting from the opening, which boobs and Bush in the opening credits and you don't ever see that in movies, especially nowadays. And even back then, I feel like it wasn't that common.
0: I was I was I was thrown back, because I haven't seen this movie in a long time, so I didn't remember. But like when I was watching this, I was like, I hope my neighbors aren't looking in the window. Yeah. I'm like, this is my a, wife this, doesn't
1: come home and look at what i'm
0: watching <laughs> this <laughs> on the op- big screen <laughs> this opening scene i'm like this is catapulted into like the top five worst scenes to watch on an airplane oh god can you imagine because like it's so it's like <laughs> very like soft core porny it's like very porn very much like a porno with the high thighs school. the, the so, washing yeah, like her face washing and, like, i know she's
1: like getting the water in her mouth but it's like she's orgasming and i'm
0: like this is fucking like graphic yeah, i'm like i don't want to these- explain to my neighbor like this is for research purposes this girl's okay? supposed <laughs> to be, like 17 and we're watching
1: her like just fucking get nude and like give herself a nice little sponge bath it just
0: feels very perverted as And the then audience. She abruptly just gets her period blood and you're just like oh this took a turn and then the these kids are the worst i know i will say like that out of context
1: though and she's like help me help me you're like (laughs) okay calm the fuck down bitch it's your period but it's like for knowing who she is and how crazy (laughs) her mother is they probably should have fucking known that like this is i mean she's literally screaming help me and those kids yeah it's like they couldn't just be like oh gross it's like they're like they fucking just torment her it's like wow it's like she killed a member of everybody's family and they (laughs) just are have devoted the rest of their lives to torturing her they're like throwing fucking tampons and pads plug it up and shit it's like
0: it's it's so fucked they're chanting in unison
1: yeah exactly i mean stephen king wrote this when he was like a teacher and for like high school and like or I think for even college and stuff. And he was just like... I did not
0: know he was a teacher.
1: Yeah, it's where he started. And most writers, I think, well, like, if before you... If you make it big, I feel like going to teaching is pretty great. Because you're like, I had to <laughs> learn all this shit already, so might as well. But yeah, he was teaching high school and he noticed how fucking brutal teenage girls are. That's where the real horror of the movie comes through. But also he based Carrie White on two girls that he had grown up going to school with. And both of them, I believe, killed themselves like they were tormented every day of their lives. He was like, like it was just he explains it on his book on writing. It's really fascinating. Mm -hmm. But he wrote Carrie was like his big break because like he wrote this when he was living in a trailer and he threw away the first opening scene of like the period and shit and he threw it away because he was like, this is stupid and like, I don't know why I'm writing about a girl getting her period. And then his wife pulled it out and said, This is really good. You should keep writing like he's like, well, I don't know how to write for a teenage girl. And she's like, that's where I'll help you. And that's why we have Carrie. So I'm like, I mean, he married a fucking good one. So the parent, their parents or as parents, I'd say those two are pretty
0: good off. Mm. But that's interesting. That reminds me of I don't know if you ever saw uh, Bo Burnham's movie, Eighth Grade.
1: Mm hmm yeah
0: but like i remember hearing an interview with him and he said he specifically picked a eighth grade girl instead of an eighth grade boy because he he's like it forced me to to learn and do research because if it was an eighth grade boy i would have just projected my own experiences Uh and yeah that's really that's really interesting
1: that's exactly why it works it's weird because it's like it should be offensive or like like it would be really bad but like it's not like the way it's all told in a really kind of respectable way. And even in the movie, as soft core porn as this opening is, it's actually like this whole thing, this whole movie is dealt with in a very like, it's like t- not tasteful cause it's not, but kind of, it's like, it's at least respectful.
0: I was going to say, yeah, it's, it's tasteful. Like if I was on an airplane and I was playing, I was like, don't worry, she's going to kill all of them. Yeah, it's, don't it's worry guys. Fine.
1: I'll fast forward to the end. That's really when, because <laughs> it's really not a horror movie for like, it's one of those ones that's like, it's not a horror movie for like 85% of it. And then yeah. the second, like the last maybe 30 minutes is horror. Yeah, and but it's still one of the best horror movies ever.
0: <laughs> yeah, like it. Yeah, it's not really a horror movie because you get so invested in in her. Um, I mean, like S- Sissy in- Space Tommy. Sissy Spacek is oh. is incredible.
1: Sissy Spacek, okay, yeah, she's perfect for this role because obviously we all think, like, I mean, especially like now as we know her, and not just when she's playing Carrie, but like she's beautiful. Like she's Mm -hmm. not ugly, but like she has the right look that she can make herself look either scary or creepy or like like kind of unpopular. Like she has the right, she plays it right. This is why I hate Mm -hmm. the remake. Because why the fuck would anyone believe that Chloe Grace Moretz would ever be bullied in her life for being a weirdo? (laughs) No one would bully her. Are you kidding me? She was the bully in fucking uh, wasn't that Neighbors Two? She was like the queen of the sorority. I'm like, yeah, this is the last person. (laughs) That's like trying to say, oh, let's cast Paris Hilton as Gary White. Like, Get out of yeah.
0: here. Also, she can just remove her eyelids and go full eyeball.
1: Dude, which... that's what I'm saying. The ending with her eyes, she's doing some fucking incredible work. Yeah. But we'll but talk right. about like, it.
0: The horror <laughs> ending, it's really just the ending. Like, But everything leading up to it, it's very like... I don't know, like uh, like Breakfast Club, kind of yeah. like teen drama thing. Like, It's
1: very much like a teenage high school movie for like majority of it. And then the like crazy I, religious mother.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like I was laughing my ass off when all the girls got detention and she made them like do burpees and stuff. Yeah. And the it. music that was going with it, and how it just kept slowing down. Yeah. Throughout. like this is what it sounds like. I got I was in detention a lot in junior high, and <laughs> of course you were. Yeah, like I had to do yeah. run laps and stuff, and it, it's it's miserable. I totally forgot though that John Travolta was in this. Uh, yeah, I believe this was like his first movie
1: like role. He had only been on like TV before that, yeah. so or at least his first credited role. And it's like so random that he's in this, and he's just. A total asshole, but he's still got that nice... He's got that cute John Travolta look, so I can't hate him too much.
0: I will say, uh, weirdest roadhead scene of all time because the girls talking the whole time. So I'm like, is this a insult to John Travolta? Like...
1: Yep, that's <laughs> like, exactly what Nolan said when we watched it. He goes, why is he not concerned that she is speaking totally clearly right now?
0: She's enunciating. <laughs> but I love the,
1: the, the joke that like she's like, I hate Carrie White. Yeah. And he's like, who? <laughs> Wait, what?
0: <laughs> and you, you Such a weird thing to say. You mentioned the gym teacher. Mm-hmm. The gym teacher is unhinged she's slapping bitches the entire movie like she slapped <laughs> harry twice she slapped the blonde girl once she wants to slap other people lost- john travolta slaps the his girlfriend twice yeah. and then still gets roadhead uh <laughs> the mom beats herself up at the end like this movie's just unhinged
1: everyone's just all in on this movie which is why it works and also like i can't get over the guy who plays tommy he's just so fucking charming i really love that guy and the best weirdest fact about it is that this movie and star wars had their castings like together so like they were with george lucas like the caster like for this movie like brian de palma because they're buddies and so like that guy was the number two for luke and like oh. I was like, what? That is so crazy. And then he ended up being in this movie instead. And Sissy Spacek also auditioned for Princess Leia, but obviously oh. we know that she went with Carrie. But wow. weird, right? Doesn't seem it, but this guy was very charming, I thought.
0: Totally charming. Um I mean, he was also good guy to to go along for the ride with his mm-hmm. girlfriend's like charitable act of this yeah. girl that You know, he's like, let's have let's help her have the best night of her life. And they did. And that's why it was so sad when the entire time you see it becoming the worst night of her life. Yep.
1: I know. It's like one of those movies where you're like, man, if I could just stop the movie here, it would be such a beautiful movie. It's a great movie even then. But then it's like the ending is so great for a horror movie, but like. And all those kids fucking deserve it, right? I mean, yeah. that's one of the best parts. I mean, she even kills people that like really weren't mean to her, and that's one of the other things I like.
0: Mm-hmm. What yeah. are your takes on the final massacre? Seeing it now, I mean, it's great because the whole time, like, I'm on I'm on Carrie's side, mm-hmm. and it's not like it's a surprise. Oh, pig blood! It like they show you everything leading up to it. It's so and, like, slow. And John Travolta just smashing the pigs' heads and stuff. It's like, it's like we see this coming. And then you know, at this point, this movie, everyone knows that scene. So even if you've never seen the movie, you know what happens. Like this isn't a surprise. You see the whole buildup, and while that's building up, Carrie is becoming more and more of a hero in your mind Mm -hmm. and sympathetic. And so then, when she just rages and kills everyone, you're like. You know, I get it. I let I'd let it slide. They fucking deserve it
1: is the thing, okay? All of them except for Tommy. He didn't deserve it, and I like that like that's what the final straw for her is that Tommy gets killed with the bucket to the head, which are we sure he's dead? Maybe we should have checked. Like I feel like I maybe he could
0: have been alive. I wasn't <laughs> sure if he was dead. I I wanted to ask you um are was was tommy kissing her was that part of the plan or did he go rogue a little bit i think he might have gone
1: rogue i think he kind of <laughs> liked her he's like oh she's not terrible you know and that's the thing is like if anyone had given this girl the time of day she might not have been that fucking terrible you know like god and and honestly it's different from the book they like in the book they carrie is like way worse and she's like mm. She's just not as good of a character. I feel like Sissy Spacek brought a lot more of like the mm-hmm. sympathy out. And like also, I think her her performance is just the reason I love this movie. I mean, obviously, I also love Piper Lori as the mother. I think the duo of them is what makes it. Yeah. But this ending is just like one of the top five horror endings of all time, I would say.
0: I feel like this movie is is so known in pop culture that a lot of people probably skipped it cuz mm-hmm. like we know the ending like it's yeah. just so known. I think this is a movie that's 100% worth watching because it fills in all the cracks it gives you so much so much stuff that you don't see besides the ending and it yep. makes the ending so much better. So like it's funny we're talking about everything in spoilers but like I don't think this is a movie that can spoil anyone cuz no. cuz you know
1: You know about it, like literally like you can. I mean, from the beginning of this movie, after the scene in the shower, you know, this is not going to be a happy ending for Carrie White. Once you see the home life, the school life, you know, it's not going to end well. Most kids in these movies, it's like they're lucky if they make it out alive, I would say, you know, or like better off. Like most of the time, your parents fuck you up for life. That's all I'm saying. It never goes away.
0: And this is one of the rare horror movies where we're rooting for all for everyone to die. Yeah. Rooting for them.
1: I mean, some of those really bad movies, man, you always root for the villain. But I would say Carrie's one where you're like, they build the character to be sympathetic the whole time. And then they make her evil. But it's like, she's not even evil at that point. They fucking deserve it. They had it coming. In my mind, Carrie's not a villain. No, she's a fucking superhero. Thank you. I agree. 100% 100% just fucking out here doing the things that not everyone else is brave enough to do.
0: Like throwing spreaders into her mom's abdomen. But yeah, that's enough of that. Let's let's get into some more uh, recent parents that are the problem. Yeah. Before we jump into our movies, we talk about these two movies for quite a while. So <laughs> figured we'd just get it, get it out, out in front uh, next week. We're talking about the supernatural, the paranormal, the demon-y stuff.
1: Ghosts (laughs) and ghouls and all that fun stuff. I think it's a great way to end October on.
0: I agree. And we saved the best for last. We told you over a month ago that we were going to talk about this movie. It's now available on video on demand. So it's worth a rent. It's worth a buy. It's worth a Blu-ray. I don't care. Just watch it. We're talking about Talk to Me
1: fuck yes we are so excited
0: we're here finally and we have a great story of uh of us seeing this movie so we're gonna do that we're gonna have our friend on to join us
1: what up Avery
0: (laughs) and then we're also going to talk about another movie in the opening if you want to watch it cool but uh it's called hell house LLC it's found footage it's it's very very uh anxiety ridden
1: yeah really good really good (laughs) spooky ghost movie i think if you if you like found footage you'll like it and if you like haunting movies you'll like that too so that's streaming on shutter but we will probably spend the majority of the time for next yep. week on
0: talk to me as we should <laughs> all right well enjoy boogeyman and cobblet
1: when there are scary things we don't understand our minds try to fill in the blanks Sometimes the best thing to do is to face it. So this light is gonna be completely solid like it is right now. And gradually, it's gonna start flashing until it's totally dark. So you can see that there's nothing to be afraid of. Okay? See, that's not so scary, is it? Just you your sister.
0: All right, The Boogeyman. This movie surprised me. Based off uh, the little bit I heard about it, wasn't expecting very much, and now I'm just learning that people are just a bunch of idiots that are just looking for things wrong with stuff. (laughs) This is a very fun, well-made movie.
1: Yeah, I would say it's like, it's definitely really well done. I think there's a lot of parts that are fun, but I would say overall, maybe not the most fun because it is like a really like emotional, traumatic, like, you know, movie. And it's all about like grief and dealing with your emotions and shit. So it's like, it's heavy stuff, but it's like, Mm -hmm. it's like all of the exciting sequences or the things that the boogeyman, I feel like are very fun and like creepy. And like, I love the way that they kind of play with the shadows and all that.
0: Yeah, definitely. And we're going to get to that for sure. Uh, But I'm
1: just glad you really liked it, too, because I feel like I was what I thought you might not be as I thought you might be lukewarm on this, too. And I was going to be disappointed. Like, it's definitely not like the best movie I've ever seen, but it's like it's really good. And there's some really thing like there's a lot of stuff that's really well done.
0: Yeah. So here here's the thing that came to my mind when I was done watching it. I feel like I, I feel like I talk about this movie a lot, but I I feel like this movie is like the perfect measurement for what I want to say. Smile
1: mm-hmm.
0: was a very good horror movie that did that played off of an, a very familiar kind of theme, and it was still very very good. But I didn't particularly think it brought anything new kind of to that. The Boogeyman does a similar thing of playing with a familiar theme. You know, creature in the dark, all that kind of stuff. But I thought it brought so much uniqueness and a lot of new things to that kind of subgenre that I hadn't really seen before. And I was really into it. So, like, Smile was very good. The Boogeyman was better. Just because it brought new things, I'm like, whoa, that's cool. Whoa, I didn't see that. And I'm just shocked that... I mean, at least according to the internet, people like smile significantly more than the boogeyman. Like smile was a huge box office hit. The audience score on Rotten Tomatoes is higher. Like it all measures. People just like smile more. And I just don't understand.
1: I wonder if it's because like, okay, so smile. Definitely. I agree with you on everything you said. It's not like original, really. I kind of like the creature stuff at the very end, but like that's barely anything. Other than that, it's really not. But I think what works really well and why people really like it is it feels like the ring or something where it's Mm. like you have seven days and then this thing is going to kill you. And it was like very much like a countdown of that. The Boogeyman didn't really have those hard and fast rules, maybe. I don't know. It just seems like that's kind of a fun... Kind of almost subgenre in itself. Since the Ring, I feel like there's a lot of those variations. But maybe I yeah. don't know. It's it's also interesting because both of them were originally supposed to be straight to streaming, and then they both tested really well, and so both movies were then moved to theater releases from streaming.
0: And I think the the biggest biggest problem they they or mistake they made, and we talked about it last week with the Demeter. Is why would you release this movie in June? Yeah, right?
1: Doesn't make any (laughs) fucking sense. Why? I mean, they released Smile in when last year, like near Halloween
0: fall. Uh, If you if you give me a second, I can look. But it probably was released, I would guess, September. Um let's see. Yeah, September 30th.
1: There you go. That's how you fucking do it. If they probably I bet you it's probably the release
0: date, you know? Because like june wasn't a crazy competitive month i mean like you did have uh the, the latest mission impossible that came out um you had that uh jennifer lawrence comedy movie came out but i mean like the big one was across spider-man across the spider verse came out and like mm, that yeah i feel like that kind of sucked everyone dry until barbie <laughs>
1: Yeah, you're probably right though. That does that was like a big movie. I mean, I still haven't seen it, but like I know that like a lot of people went out to go see it. Also, it's just interesting, I find that like Stephen King adaptations, I feel like it can go either way. Sometimes they're just fucking like huge, you know, they have huge openings. I think mm-hmm. it maybe it has to do with the title too, because I do feel like the Boogeyman is, like, way less of a descriptive title and also maybe not 100% clear if you don't know his stuff that it is Stephen mm-hmm. King, right?
0: This is one of his short stories, right?
1: Yeah, so this was... um, This is one of my favorite of his short stories. It's, like, only 10 pages in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, And it's, like, literally the scene with our boy David Desmalchian at the therapist's office. Like, that's the 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 story that's like the short story basically oh. the whole thing and then it's like this movie pivots and focuses on the actual like the therapist who's a character in the book but now it's like the therapist's family so it's kind of interesting that like i kind of like how they s- were able to incorporate what was in the story but then kind of pivot into a new direction and have a new mm. take on it beck and woods wrote the script for this one too
0: yeah, him and uh, the other guy from sixty five, right? Yeah, and haunt.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. I like this. I think they're really good with scripts like this and like unique kind of ideas mm-hmm. about. Like, I really love the little ball light toy and how oh, they, yeah, which I just found out was like a total accident. Apparently, they had like a little lightsaber toy for a long time, and then Disney was like, no. And then also, <laughs> just funny too that like the young girl in this, she's uh, like young Princess Leia on the Obi Wan show, so it's like also oh. funny that way <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so uh but anyways i so it was a total accident like they had to reshoot all those scenes because they had filmed all this stuff with like a lightsaber toy which makes sense but like man Thank the God. ball is so cool yeah I, so you know that was
0: like one of the best parts of the movie is how they used that thing i, I know it. I,
1: I really the way that they play with light and shadow in this movie is just fun uh, like I'm you said glad that's you said that
0: a, because I have a whole <laughs> section of notes on that. Like that was Perfect. my favorite thing is how they played with light. Mm-hmm. Uh, so on a budget of thirty-five million, they did about sixty-seven million. So it still you know doubled its uh, its numbers, but by horror movie standards, that's not good enough.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's not good enough. Sorry, I always hear that in Will Turner's voice from, from- Pirates um <laughs> every time someone says that um but it's actually just it's funny too that like i feel like this director i i haven't seen uh i've only seen one of his other movies but i feel like it was still well done or well received then because like this was originally for streaming so i feel like it made so much more than it probably they expected to right
0: yeah he like there's not gonna be a
1: boogeyman too i don't think but like i'm just <laughs> saying <laughs>
0: And as far as I understand, this is the first movie that he's done that's not like found footage style.
1: I believe like- so. Yeah, because the first one that he did was during COVID hosts. And actually the mm-hmm. girl from the like when in this uh, movie, when she when Sadie watches the video of like how to do a seance, the chick mm-hmm. doing the video is the one who like hosts the seance whatever in that film and it's literally just like a zoom movie like it's all on zoom but it was like really effective and really well done and then he did this other movie called dash cam i feel like that one's probably similar to, like, Spree or something. So, like, mm. yeah, technically found footage, but more, like, I would imagine, like, at the car and stuff like that. So, yeah. like, your dash cam. That's why it's called that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, this is interesting that, like, I feel like he made a really good – he made a great switch. It's, like, I think he used a lot of interesting techniques for this, like, movie that's not using that kind of stuff. And I feel like I could definitely see how he brought something new to it.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right. So let's 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 talk about some of like the technical stuff that happens in here because it's super cool. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot of really cool things like I like I said, I went into this expecting not very much. And after the opening scene with the one take kind of camera spinning around and you hear all the noises and the, the sound editing, and they and the, kill a fucking
1: baby in the first kill scene? A baby.
0: Nice. After that scene, I'm like, geez, this movie must really go downhill because this opening scene was great,
1: <laughs> right? And you're like, why does everyone not like this movie? Does it doesn't mean that like this is perfect. But yeah, you're right. That really cool spin. And like, it just adds to the like eeriness. Mm-hmm. And another thing I, I think actually I can't even tell if they actually added it for this, because I think it might be a little part of the story, but like the fact that the boogeyman could like mimic voices back to you yeah. is just another layer layer of creepy. And <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was really like, and it's almost like kind of croaking like through mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. voice. Oh, so good. <laughs> yeah. The audio was great on this movie.
0: Yeah. And yeah, the audio was, was so good with, yeah, just the, the different sounds, how it would mimic the voices And then the other piece of it is just how they use light. Mm -hmm. I thought it was so creative and interesting how they did it. Like it wasn't just the orb toy. Like they did a bunch of stuff, but like the little orb light was really cool. Cause yeah, like you could throw it down the hallway and like, that's just a cool visual. Like I thought they did a really good job of making a good chunk of this movie like really bright
1: mm-hmm. and even then, though it's like so dark
0: <laughs> yeah like it's a very like bright and colorful not tone but like the colors there's a lot of color there's, it's not dull and so then when it was dark they would always have like these little aspects of light that really draw your eye mm-hmm. and just it like there's a bunch of scenes in this that I'm like this would be a really good background for a computer just cuz mm-hmm. it visually looks really cool.
1: Totally. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I mean, if you have any of those shots where like you're looking in and it's like mostly dark and then you kind of see those two glowing things and you're like are those his fucking eyes <laughs> yeah. or am I just seeing that? Like there's so many moments in that and I'm like now this is what people were saying about Skinamarink and I wish that I would have mm-hmm. felt that. Because I'm like, that's the vibe I was getting from these scenes where it was like dark and you might see something, but you might not. And they didn't confirm it every time.
0: That is so funny that you say that because (laughs) I thought the exact same thing. Like you and I both did not get Skinnamarink. No, this hit me on a on a childhood level because like I grew up scared of the dark and I would always close the closet door. always
1: if the closet door had slammed open like that when i was in the room alone i would have probably had a heart attack like and then when she sees it run across and under the bed the fact that she's even brave enough to put her fucking face down there is incredible this kid is way braver than i am now in my 30s like i would never do that and then throwing the ball and then seeing it oh it's just really scary, and it definitely felt like this is what I feel like Skinamarink was trying to evoke. But yeah. like, this is really like what gave me that vibe. 100. Totally. I'm glad that you agree because it felt like this is like the things I was scared of as a kid. And like, I mean, first off, if this had happened to me as a kid. I don't think I ever would recover. Like yeah. this girl, like when she pees her pants, I'm like, I would have peed my pants long ago. This- <laughs> and also that therapy scene with the light like that, like kind of slowly dims and turns off was really great. But Mm -hmm. like, what kind of fucked up therapist would do that with like a red light? Like, can we not use like the fucking, like, you know what I mean? It's like, that's like the scariest color. (laughs) Couldn't it be like pink or something like yellow, maybe something calming, but no fucking red, like blood. It's like, I don't want this.
0: So a funny thing. I don't know if this was intentional or not, but I was, I was guessing it kind of was. So red light in the dark does not affect your eyes. Like mm. your eye, if your eyes adjust to the dark, you can use a red light in it. And then if you turn the light off, like your eyes won't be totally dead. Like you won't, you'll still be able to see, they'll still be adjusted. So I felt like the red light was intentionally used so that as her eyes adjust to being in the dark and then the, it lights up, it doesn't then make it totally dark again. But I also thought it was really smart because it wouldn't affect the monster the same way normal light does because it doesn't have that same effect.
1: So, mm-hmm. like that's
0: why the monster was able to like climb through the light in that scene. That's interesting. Jeez, god damn it, you're so
1: fucking <laughs> smart. how did you know that? Fuck well,
0: well, the first time I ever saw it was in Dexter uh, when when Dokes is going through Dexter's apartment, you've yeah. got the red light. I'm like, why is it red? And then I like Google searched it, and that's that's what wow. I like.
1: Dexter. Yeah.
0: The more you Dexter, know Dexter coming back. <laughs> Surprise.
1: Surprise, <laughs> motherfucker. I,
0: again, I thought that scene was such a creative way to to do the to do that. Because mm-hmm. like there's a lot of stuff where there's a lot of scenes where it's like the lights flashing and it moves forward closer and closer and stuff. But the way they did that with a therapy session and her trying to like let's conquer your fear kind of thing, not like mm-hmm. we're in a room that has bad electricity and so the lights flicker. Like, yeah, 100%. I thought that was really smart and interesting.
1: Oh, totally. I agree. I think that like that's one of the reasons I just feel like this movie was something different than like what I I was so shocked that most people were like this feels very boring and generic. I'm like okay, I guess you've seen this all the time. I fucking haven't. And also it's like, I think it's great because I feel like we don't have enough Boogeyman movies and I feel like that's a really untapped genre. Yeah,
0: you're you're right. There's not a lot of, I mean, I feel like if I ever think of like, can't go out into the light, I like think of vampires. Totally. Know, yeah, this
1: thing. is like adds a little bit more to the, to the character. But I mean, I always think about it from like back in the day in the 2000s on the Disney Channel, don't look under the bed. That shit was like too scary for kids. I don't know why they put that on there, but it was so good. And in that one, it was like your imaginary friends, when you forget about them and stop playing with them, they turn into the boogeyman and they come after you to kill you or something. (laughs) And I was like, what the fuck? That is horrifying. Like, it was crazy. Anyways, that's like the reigning champ at this point. I feel like for the boogeyman movie until this one. Like, I can't (laughs) believe that there's not a billion more of these. It seems like... Totally, like, there's a lot of potential here. Yeah. Not like they need to make a series out of this movie, but I just mean the character the character of the boogeyman. He can kind of yeah. be anything you want. You mm-hmm. know, that's the interesting part, is, like, each culture has one in a different way. I guess the Outsider TV show, which is also Stephen King, definitely mm-hmm. played with that, because they even call him, like, the boogeyman.
0: Yeah, 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 kind of. Um, I also... I think it was in the trailer, but, man, I love the camera work when the girl looks under the bed and, like, the whole thing just flips yep. upside down. I thought that was so, so cool, good. and I'm really bummed that, like, we didn't get anything else like that throughout the rest of the movie. But, like, I was hyped when I'm when i I'm like, oh, yeah.
1: So we got a kind of almost similar scene, but, like, when at the very end when the dad takes the daughter home because he's a fucking dumbass. I mean, we'll get to why this movie really fits with parents of the problem, but... He's the fucking problem. He's the real villain of the movie. But anyways, when they like, when she's on the phone with them, like don't go in the house. And then the thing like pulls him to the shadows. It like kind of does that like spinning Mm -hmm. camera thing. And I was like, Ooh, that's good. And I almost feel like there was a cool movement when like, she gets home and she's like all like fuck off. Like don't talk, don't come in here to her sister. And then like she goes to the door and the door just like slams forward. And the boogeyman is like on top of her. Like, I feel like there was a cool movement in there too, but like that really just took me by fucking surprise. And I remember that being in the trailer, but that still got me like, cause it's that effective, you know, even if you know it's coming, it still works because it's that good.
0: And on the, um, on the door slams, I also really liked the mix of like practical things, like you know slamming a door, which isn't all that hard. But you, then you also have the CGI stuff. But like, I thought the the jump scares from like the door slamming, or yes. like when they wait when they pull the tooth,
1: yeah, and, that like, was like they crazy. see the tooth
0: get pulled pulled up the scene. Like, I, I thought all that was really effective. It didn't feel cheap to me.
1: No. I agree and then also like I got a little bit of the ring vibe when she was like pulling that string out of her fucking throat and then it's the tooth I was like oh my god (laughs) this is just like that scene but like for some reason like I think Naomi Watts is just better at gagging on that thing because she gets me (laughs) every time I'm like (coughs) Like I start coughing it just works but like it's always a good effective thing and man I just I love so I love the two actors who played the sisters obviously Mm -hmm. we both love sophie uh thatcher from yellow jackets because she's amazing
0: we got to see her as a brunette. she rocked it
1: totally rocked i knew she could i mean she had those like dark roots for like Mm -hmm. half of season one but um and then vivian lyra blair is the one who plays her younger sister sawyer she's so fucking cute and just like (laughs) a really good actress like i i i loved her as princess leia like young princess leia i thought she was like I was like, damn, your first job acting with Ewan McGregor. Like she fucking held her own and she's just fucking she's got something. I like her. I thought she was really good in this movie.
0: Oh, their she was relationship
1: all... felt real, too.
0: Yeah, and uh, she was the girl. She was the daughter in Bird Box. Or maybe she was just a girl. According to IMDb, it just says girl.
1: Yeah, I think that's what they name their kids at the end. Right. Like girl and boy. That's what Sandra Bullock calls them.
0: Oh, uh, maybe. I don't remember,
1: <laughs> but I think so.
0: So let's talk about the dad. I I was curious. Parents are the problem. This is
1: why well, we're I, here.
0: <laughs> I was curious about you say putting this movie in here. It was kind of like... Uh, um, I was thinking about when you uh, suggested Werewolves Within. In that entire movie, I'm like, wait, is this a creature feature? <laughs> so in this movie... I don't know if I can totally agree that the dad is the problem, but he definitely doesn't help. <laughs> like
1: he is a hundred percent the fucking reason that <laughs> the boogeyman even targets them or like even knows who the fuck they are. And he's such a dick about avoiding questions. He will do anything to avoid answering questions. Tell me how you feel. How do you feel? He like just avoids that. Like it's like fucking jury duty, man. The way he just is dodging that at every minute. If he would just fucking face facts and like fucking use his brain. He's only a goddamn therapist. That's my real problem with this guy is that he knows what he should be fucking doing. And he's like, honey, why don't you talk to your therapist about that? It's like, (laughs) what the fuck, dad? If you only loved me and communicated your love and thoughts maybe we wouldn't get murdered.
0: I was thinking the same thing. I was just like, dude, you're a therapist. <laughs> Talk to your daughter. Like, oh my God, <laughs> what What are you doing?
1: It's like, there's at least like five times that I'm just like, This oily motherfucker, he's just fucking sliding (laughs) in and out of these things, just getting out of there. And I'm like, she's just finally just like, just tell me how you fucking feel. (laughs) Just Jesus. (laughs) And it's like so, so upsetting because he's just a bad, he's just being an idiot. But it's also like, I get it. Like Nolan would never believe me (laughs) if I told him anything supernatural was occurring. He would ask for all the evidence. He would need, I don't even know. And even then I don't think he'd believe me. So I kind of relate whenever anyone like has somebody who's just like fucking never going to believe them about something like that. But it's like, this guy doesn't believe in the boogeyman until it's fucking face to face with him. Like, that's a little bit late, buddy.
0: I did like how they, I did like how they gave, um, they did give him some justification for not believing when he's like, were you high? She's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but
1: <laughs> yeah, but have you ever been high before, Dad? I've been high multiple, like a lot of times of my life. Never seen the boogeyman. <laughs> I mean, she maybe doesn't ever smoke, but like, still, I feel like that's a really weird symptom. Like that just feels like he's gaslighting her. I'm well, like, Dad, would you just cool it?
0: <laughs> well, and especially if they were smoking her mom's J, that yeah, not like her mom was doing that solo, like. Thank you. He smoked. So like, or maybe
1: the mom was just fucking cool. And the dad sucked. Hence why (laughs) the boogeyman is trying to kill them all. I'm almost sad. It didn't get the dad. He kind of deserved it, (laughs) (laughs) but whatever.
0: I think we, um, I think we can agree on two things that the dad is really dumb for first is if you're going to run your, um, your office from your home maybe don't make it really easy for some random stranger to get your address.
1: Thank you. Right. Like, It's like, (laughs) don't let somebody in off the street. This is the same thing as like, that bothered me so bad in season one, American horror story. The dad in that one was like, I'm a therapist at the house, but it's like, they don't allow walk-ins who seem like <laughs> fucking weirdos because all of them are like creepy ass ghosts or sketchy ass people. It's like yeah. maybe like fucking have a good screening process, which apparently he supposedly does. But he really let that go in <sighs> one instant for this guy who kind of looked creepy. I and mean, we talked about how David as and looked great in Last Voyage of the Demeter. But here he's back to his old tricks.
0: Well, I did want to give him a shout out cuz yeah, he came he came back with his kind of his normal look, like mm-hmm. sketchy little jitterish. but uh our boy came in with a heat check of a performance. He was so good
1: mm-hmm. in that
0: in that therapy scene. Like he wasn't like twitch twitch ah, twitchy. Tweaking. Yeah, that's the word. Uh, it wasn't like twitchy or weird. He just looked like and acted like the most depressed grief ridden human being on the planet. And I, mm-hmm. I loved it. I was like, all right, I've seen two movies recently that he did this year that I loved his performances in mm-hmm. and anything else. Like, yeah, he's awesome.
1: Oh, I've got more Rex if you want. He's one of my favorites. <laughs> he's one of my favorite that guy. So I just love him whenever he pops up and you're right. What a heat check. Like, I mean, this movie full of great performances and like great little things that like, I know like the actors in this are all bringing their a game And that's what really another reason that elevates it. I mean, I think the film filmmaking, too. It's just like, you know, maybe people weren't happy with the script or something. But I'm like, I still thought it was good. And maybe because I wasn't focused on it because the actors were so good. All of them had really great performances. But yeah, like he was definitely looks a sketchy motherfucker but like you believed him and you felt really bad for him and this guy's like obviously he doesn't know what's going on but it's like come on you could give him another chance he's not telling you he killed these kids and i feel like the dad could have taken him yeah (laughs) he's like a squirrely little dude but like i honestly did not know what was going to happen with when the daughter when uh sadie comes home The older Mm. daughter, and then like he's in there, like fighting with the boogeyman. I thought that was pretty crazy. And then she like sees that like blood under the door and like freaks out with it. It's like opens it, it's just all the paint. And I was like, oh, that was cool. Like that was a nice little touch, just really nice things that made it super effective and scary. And then like, I mean, just the fact of like when you actually finally see the boogeyman, I think he still retains the scariness, but Mm -hmm. throughout every scene is just so fucking scary because a lot of times they don't even show you everything and it's just like just the implication.
0: Well, And the other dumb thing that the dad does but leads to a great scene is when he leaves his daughter downstairs in the dark playing video games. Like She was just traumatized by this thing that he doesn't believe is real, but you feel like the last thing you would do is just put her back in a dark room, even though the TV's on, and then go upstairs to do something else. But that scene was so good with her just, like, getting thrown around, and, like you see the legs dangling. It's insane. Just, it's just all lit by the TV, and then the TV changes colors. Like, yep. oh, it was, it was so good.
1: So well done. That's what I'm saying. People are just fucking dicks, man. Just enjoy something a little bit. There's a lot <laughs> to enjoy here if you just fucking sit back and relax, you know? Maybe we should all take a fucking cue out of this movie and smoke Jay and just fucking relax because i think it works but you're right i did laugh though when he like fucking i was like oh my god he's throwing her around like a fucking wwe wrestler (laughs) i was like that would she when he threw her into the tv i'm like okay so she's dead right (laughs) like like i don't know if it's just maybe recent movies i find but there's a lot of times where i'm like okay that person is still alive and barely injured how (laughs) like the dad gets thrown by the boogeyman And I swear he hits like a thing of bricks right in the middle of his back and like goes like cracks. And I was like, okay, so his back is broken. This guy's dead, like just about (laughs) dead. Like there's just no way. And then he's totally fine at the end. I'm like, what is this shit? I know that I just feel like I don't think people could survive a lot of that shit. But you're right. It all become I just feel like it still fits this category that we made. And that's. I mean, also, you kind of asked me how we could connect Cobweb and the Boogeyman. So fuck off for even trying to critique me putting this in this category, because I think it works, because that's the main theme of this movie is about how the dad needed to fucking listen and how, even though you think, you know, or like whatever, like to listen to your kids, even if you think, you know, like the Boogeyman could never be real. Maybe just fucking give your kids the time of day, people. It's not that hard.
0: Agreed. Now, before we move on to Cobweb and also... You're right. We needed to figure out a way to, yeah. to bring these two together because don't
1: come in here giving me shit about that.
0: <laughs> I, I maybe it was maybe it was a me problem. I came in expecting them to be the a problem as much as the cobweb parents are.
1: No, of course not. <laughs> but like he's still the problem. Like the boogeyman yeah. wouldn't have been there if it wasn't for the fucking dad, you know? Just saying.
0: But, and this is a, a great movie that also would fall into the creature feature category. Let's talk about the creature because God.
1: Yes. Can we please? <laughs> I loved it. It's so freaky. And like I like the guy who did this movie. I need to look up his name because, of course, I fucking didn't. But Rob, he, Rob Savage. Well, or no, the... no. I was going to say the guy who did the creature design is the oh. same one that did for the ritual. And oh, I yeah. fucking love that creature. And it's just like so unique. And the hands, the human hands like attached to a creature Bringing that with the boogeyman that come out of the mouth, I thought that was really fucking freaky. I don't like human hands on a fucking monster. That's weird and like unsettling to me.
0: I thought that was one of the coolest things I saw in the entire movie was when the monster's mouth is open and then you see the fingers coming out of the mouth. And I'm like, wait, are those fingers? And then you start seeing the hands come out and then you see another little head. It's like a little... alien xenomorph thing with with arms though
1: yeah it was freaky
0: it was terrifying i thought it was so good yeah
1: i know for anyone complaining about that it's like what the fuck did you want that does not look like i mean i feel like everyone just always says monsters are so generic now but it's like when they're not i feel like it's really noticeable and this one i felt like similarly to the ritual it's just like it's a very weird and unique monster design and it's fucking cool because Mm. i'm glad that it wasn't just like i mean i feel like everyone just copied cloverfield for a long time Mm. and that's like the kind of default gray blobby weird shapes monster you can't really quite get a good side of and i'm like yeah this is nothing like that they like (laughs) literally are like face to face with it at the end so they really get up in there and show you stuff at the end and i don't think it loses any of the scare factor i think Because it's like there's so much going on that I'm almost like I need more time to like kind of take it all in. So it's like, you know, you kind of want to see it even more.
0: Yeah. Like I thought it was so cool how you just saw little glimpses of it with all the lights and the flashing and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like when you finally do see it. A lot of the times, you know, when they do the monster reveal, it's like, oh. Okay, there's the monster. That's a cool design. The fact that this was like, here's the monster. And then they surprise you like with a monster inside the monster. I thought it was brilliant.
1: Anytime you can do that. It's like it's very cool. And I'm I'm here for it. I'm also Mm. here for these movies that like randomly have a creature. They become a creature feature in the very end. I mean, similar with like uh, Malignant, you know, where it's like seems like a supernatural movie. And then at the very end, it's like creature feature. Like, it's so fun. (laughs) But I and it's like, I think maybe that inspired like things like Barbarian and this. Mm-hmm. And I mean, maybe, you know, we'll talk about some other ones, but <laughs> yeah. it's like a very it's a it's a good formula. I mean, even Smile, we were just talking about. It's very yeah. similar. They're all yeah, just... I was not
0: expecting the creature to smile. <laughs>
1: yeah, I like that. And I like the thing where it kind of surprised me at that point when it like crawls into her mouth or whatever, like that was mm-hmm. freaky and like sheds its face. I was like, oh, but I loved it. Like, again, anything when I'm seeing something I haven't seen before I just feel like, fuck off, people. I'm going to appreciate this. Okay, you can't do anything about it.
0: Yeah, people need to lighten up. It's like, sure, there's there's parts of this movie that are really dumb. Like, you know, uh, Sophie Thatcher, she definitely does the dumbest thing in this movie. She witnesses this creature get blasted by like 10 shotgun shells. And then she's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take a hockey stick to fight it. Like- well, she kind
1: of is like, her dad's already there, gets captured by the boogeyman. She's yeah. kind of just like, okay, fuck it. No time to prep. you know. Yeah. She's not like Aaron in your next fucking making traps and shit. She's like, fuck it. We'll do it live. That's really what her vibe is at the end. But they fucking do it live
0: oh that was another thing there's a lot of i saw a lot of criticism of people being like just get a light run to home depot grab a light do the thing and i the thing that i thought they did really good in this movie is the the urgency is always there Mm -hmm. to essentially kind of explain why she doesn't have time to go do something like that
1: yeah
0: and uh, i'm like people are dumb like (laughs) I know every scene where like they go somewhere or have to do something. It's because something immediately right before happens that they have to address. Exactly. They don't learn that it's sensitive to light until like the Pretty last half the or the last of the movie. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Thank God for the wife. I do have to say, I loved her character in addition to the plot. I thought, I mean, I love that actress. You might remember her from the empty man. Um, Mar- I think it's, uh, Marin, Ireland i just um, really she's a that chick that i know oh, yeah, I, like yeah, in yeah. these movies and i just i find she's always just someone reliable that always turns in a great performance
0: yeah so yeah this movie's good i mean this is this is a movie that it's like if you see any logic things like just let it go and just it, just have a good time with it because this is such a well-made movie like, exactly it, it's really good and people just need to chill I
1: 100% agree. But if you and if you haven't seen it yet, doesn't even matter if we spoiled it, but you should watch it. It's streaming on Hulu.
0: Definitely. But now let's uh switch let's over and it. talk about talk about a, an even less successful horror movie, but as good, if not better. <laughs> We're talking let's talk about Cobweb. I heard it again. No more nightmares tonight. Great champ. Daddy! This is getting ridiculous.
1: This is an old house. There's bound to be bumps in the night.
0: So uh, let's talk about maybe the worst marketed horror film of all time, Cobweb cobweb
1: not marketed at all if i mean really i mean that's giving them some credit to pretend like they even promoted this thing nobody (laughs) has heard of it i had i only heard about this because i'm obsessive with this shit
0: and weirdly yeah with some of the names that are behind this like anthony Starr, who homelander if you love the boys like i do you'll Mm -hmm. see anything that he does lizzie Kaplan,
1: always incredible i love her
0: Uh, Seth Rogen's first produced horror movie.
1: You'd think that that would have some, I mean, where was he? I mean, I don't care. I'm just saying this movie was really good. And the way that they acted, like it was like, you know, that, like that family member that you never talk about, you lock up in the attic. Like that's what they were talking about with this movie. It was like, let's just ignore it. And now it's thankfully coming to Hulu for Halloween which actually makes fucking sense. It's the first time that anything with this movie has made sense. And I'm just so glad because I hope people will actually see it now because it's really good.
0: It's so good. And it's so bizarre that they released this movie in July because, first off, the whole movie takes place the week before Halloween. So There's
1: pumpkins all over this fucking thing.
0: Like... (laughs) It's it's Halloween. It's, just fucking. It's so easy. Just fucking release it for a spooky season. <laughs> and then we need to know who was the person that first had the idea. And then the who's the person who signed off on. Yeah, let's release this on the same day as Barbie and Oppenheimer. Right. Probably, maybe maybe two of the most marketed movies in history. Yeah, let's just. Put this little
1: dump movie it. here. Just <laughs> and- fucking dump it, guys. Nobody cares. I'm like, okay. So the way that they acted, I was like, shit, maybe this movie's not very good. And then, like, I wanted to see it when it came out, but it was in like barely any fucking theaters. And I was like, I'm not going to drive 30 minutes to go see this fucking movie. Like, I live right near Vegas. Like, that is too far to have yeah. to go. That-, that should be playing way more available. So, I mean, I don't know why they were, re- I mean, this feels like, the opposite that we were talking about with the boogeyman. We're like, mm-hmm. they should have just released this on streaming. That would have been the way to go because if you're going to dump it during the summer, at least don't do it when Barbie and Oppenheimer are going head to head. Like what did they it, think was going to happen?
0: It's, it's bizarre. Um, but yeah, if, if you're listening to this before October 20th, wait, until October 20th cuz it's going to Hulu. It's available. Go watch it there and then come back and listen to the rest of this because I mean this and the boogeyman in my opinion, at least so far, easily I think in the in my top 5 for horror movies this year.
1: Yeah. Totally. And I feel like it's not as crazy of a year as last year, but like, I'm really glad that these movies didn't come out then because I feel like I would, there's so many good ones that they might've gotten lost in the shuffle, which sucks because they're like more, they're not as in your face about it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Whereas like Barbarian was all about being in your face, like halfway through, like it switched to being like, I'm going to show you everything and like, I'm going to fuck with you. And it's going (laughs) to be like, it was so crazy. Like it just went insane, which we loved. But like this movie does that a little bit, but it takes so much longer to get there. It's so much more patient and it's Mm -hmm. incredible on the way, but it's just, it's very similar to the boogeyman where there's a lot of other things that are being Mm
0: -hmm. that are at
1: play with both of these movies that make them unique. And I really enjoyed both of them. I think the directors are both people to watch.
0: Yeah. I I got, I got a very barbarian vibes from this. Like this is kind of like a, a barbarian light. Like, it keeps you on your toes. The twists that happen, they surprise you, but they don't slap you across the face like Barbarian does. Like- yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> it's not like, whoa, what the fuck is happening now? I mean, it kind of, but you're kind of ready for something like at that point that you're mm. like, well, maybe nothing, I don't know what's going to happen. And then I would say, like the last like, 15, 20 minutes, it's kind of like Malignant that way, where it yes. saves it all for the last 20 minutes and becomes <laughs> a very different movie. But I think it's like it's just really great because it it's like it could have ended earlier and then like still just been a great kind of a psychological thriller. It's almost yeah. like misery. It kind of reminds me of.
0: Yeah. You yeah. Know? A little bit. So this is your spoiler, spoiler warning. If you haven't seen Get it. Get
1: the fuck out of here.
0: Watch it, come back, because this is a movie that you need to experience it to <laughs> to really yeah. understand why we love it.
1: <laughs> you should go into it blind if you can, because, I mean, it shouldn't be a fucking problem since they didn't market it. So don't even look up the trailer. It'll take you five minutes anyways.
0: So, all right. So, I mean, first off, this is a directorial debut. This is Sam Bowden's first feature length movie. Mm hmm. And I think he crushed it.
1: <laughs> totally. Apparently he has a show on Netflix that like I've heard about and people said it was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, But I haven't watched it. But like after this movie, I was like, yeah, I'd watch it. I think again, there's some really interesting things going on with the person behind the camera. You can tell that they're bringing like a unique flavor to something yeah. that could have been super fucking generic.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then the writer, um, he, he's a, he's a, he's a pretty young writer, but the, the other thing that he's written was uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the 2022 one. So, what a so weird
1: fucking from, filmography. From
0: You've said that's a very fun movie. It's Have not you necessarily seen it? a great movie, not yet, but. It's so
1: weird to me that he wrote it. It's also weird because the guy who did the 2013 Evil Dead directed it. So I'm like, and for, I'm like, I, I just don't know what's going on here. However, <laughs> some fun kill sequences, but you're 100% oh, yeah. on Leatherface's side and you're like, These dumb, like, fucking Gen Z kids just need to get out of here. Like, the fact that anyone (laughs) says you're canceled, bro, like, in that movie is ridiculous. So, I don't know if that makes me not – I feel like that makes me less – have less respect for this guy because he wrote that. However, like, I feel like this script – like, I read the script. It was online, and, like, I saw it recently, and I read it, and it's, like, basically – like it's very it's it's basically what ended up on screen, but what ended up on screen I feel like is so much better and plays with what was in the script so much better. I feel
0: you're talking about you read the script for Cobweb. Yeah, sorry
1: for Cobweb. Okay, yeah,
0: gotcha. Yeah, I mean
1: it's good, but it's and it's an interesting concept. But like I kind of wish it got a little bit more batshit for a little bit mm-hmm. longer. But like I was very happy with like at least that's how I felt when I read the script, and I was like, oh, they made the right choice with like the director and how they brought it to the screen
0: yeah so the reason that i loved this um was is very similar to barbarian and that like barbarian plays with with the audience knowing the tropes knowing the stereotypes it plays with these so you kind of get lured into these different things you're like oh this is this kind of movie and then it switches it so like this movie starts as like a haunted house movie
1: yep you're right there's phases in this movie it really does like i mean there's a big shift towards the end but you're right it shifts a few times because yeah Yeah. at first you're like okay so this this house is for sure haunted Mm -hmm. like it's got to be spirits we've seen movies like that you know they're playing all the hits from that but like they don't let you fully believe that because they still put these other things out
0: yeah. And there's a couple moments that I call that I'm labeling them as like the what the fuck moments.
1: Yep. There's and a few. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So like this starts with a haunted house. You have the the voice in the wall. It's like, you don't know. The is tapping. this a ghost? Is, is this all in the kid's heads? Like yeah. they really play with you and like, oh yeah, this is a haunted house movie. And then we get like the first what the fuck moment, which is the the basement behind the refrigerator. I was
1: about to say that <laughs> one got me too. I was like, holy shit. Like at first you're like, okay, these parents are definitely like weird, but like they explain that, like, you know, that there was a kid that died in the neighborhood, so mm-hmm. they're super careful. So it makes sense that they're just like they're like weirdly more tame versions of Carrie's mother. Um, yeah, but they, similar. They
0: seem religious a little yeah, bit. Yeah, like just like...
1: super strict, overprotective, like yeah. very just weird. Um, but like you don't really think that they're like Net, like bad really mm-hmm. until the dad's like no I don't mean like grounded to your room I mean grounded and then he like pushes the Get fridge the and there's like that freaky little door back there I <laughs> yeah. think I would lose my shit if my dad had done that to me as a kid I'd be like <laughs> oh my god he's gonna murder me down there like yeah. that's the murder basement why would you have a secret fucking door to the basement if you don't keep something horrible down there or torture things you yeah. know I that like poor little boy too, because the little boy is so good in this movie, and you just feel bad for him. You're like the <laughs> teacher where you're like, I just kind of want to help this kid not be like it's almost like Carrie, very
0: similar. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, for for like Lizzie Kaplan and Anthony Starr, just wonderful. Yeah. I was I was a little thrown off the first time I watched it because I'm like, it really seems like Lizzie Kaplan is like overacting a little bit like it seems like she's really going for it but then like as the movie unfolds you realize like no this is actually flawless this is perfect
1: Mm -hmm.
0: yeah like like
1: it it makes you reflect back on it when you're like oh no like i would probably have lost my shit way long ago (laughs) if i knew what was really in the basement you know but and like she definitely lives
0: she definitely lives in fear of her husband.
1: Yes. I mean, she's almost doing like a bit of like a, I would say it just because we talked about the shining too, but I feel like he's definitely pulling some Jack Nicholson in the shining. She's kind mm-hmm. of got a little of the Shelley Duvall thing, but then she's also got like kind of this Kathy Bates misery side where she can like flip a switch and be like way more like scary and like evil. And like, mm-hmm. she's always watching you and stuff like secretly scary. She also played, the character of Annie Wilkes from misery in uh, that Stephen King show that was like called castle rock. It was like an,
0: Oh, and she was
1: like in season two as like a younger version of the character and she fucking nailed it. But that's maybe why I was getting some of that energy here where like she could definitely do that really well. But then also she's, she's so great. She could be so confident and funny and other things, but like she also plays neurotic and insane, like really well.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like her character really feels like she's, she's screwed up because she's been hiding stuff for so long and like and her dad's like a total sociopath or sorry the husband's a total sociopath who just like things are cool yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna take care of the problem and it's like dude you've done some shit i mean (laughs) there's
1: at least three or four scenes before like anything happens later in the movie that you're like i think that the dad might kill this kid right now like or the teacher and i was just like i kind of love that he keeps like the fucking hammer with him like the entire time (laughs) that she's at the house he's like no come in like he's just like i'm like this girl run get out of there if you
0: go in there you're insane (laughs) then she goes out to the car and he's like you forgot your keys and then it then it shows the white shot he's still got the hammer in his hand
1: I was like dude this guy is gonna kill her I can't believe that and then he's like waving to her and he still got it I'm just like this fucking guy I mean I didn't trust him from the beginning because I know Mm. him as Homelander and it's just he's just so good at playing that fucker but I feel like he was still doing a little different in this movie and I felt like he I mean it's they're both interesting characters because they're so for so long you're like they're evil and they're bad Mm -hmm. right but then When you get the big twist at the end, you're like, I can't tell, like, are they that bad? I mean, they are stupid, but, like, they're not really that bad, like I thought. Like, they kind of pull another switch. They're still the fucking problem. So I think this category definitely fits because they could have dealt with this in about any other way, and it would have been way better than whatever they ended up trying to hide from everybody.
0: Yeah, the the ending is essentially... (laughs) Their fault because they created that problem. That exactly. monster.
1: It's actually interesting too. Maybe just because I watched the the new Mike Flanagan show, "The Fall of the House of Usher," which is based on a lot of uh, Edgar mm-hmm. Allan Poe stories, and which is incredible, by the way. If you haven't watched it, it's all on Netflix. But um, the Telltale Heart is like one of his most famous stories, mm-hmm. and the guy who wrote Cobweb said that he wrote this like as like a adaptation of that, but like something different which I don't know if you remember that story, but it's like where this guy lives at this old, I don't know if they're like roommates in a house or whatever, but this old man lives there and he gets so creeped out by the old man has this like glass eye or bad eye, whatever that's mm. blind and creepy. And so he like loses it one night and he kills him. And then he's like, I have to hide the body. So he chops him up and puts him under the under, floorboard. Under the
0: floorboards. And then yeah. he
1: hears the beating of the heart and like the cops yeah. come in and they're having that conversation. And he just so slowly starts losing his insanity because it's like, They can't hear the heartbeat, but he thinks that they can. And it's like such a great story. So it kind of plays with that really well, because I do feel like for a long period of time, I mean, until the parents start acting sketchy, you're like, did this kid like, is he definitely imagining something? Is Mm. he just like, you know what I mean? Like, is this all going to be like that? Because once I knew that, I was like, well, this could go a lot of different ways.
0: (laughs) And that, and that kind of reminds me of uh, a little bit of like the washing machine scene.
1: Mm-hmm, totally. And the teacher
0: comes and she the thinks sound. she hears the sound. And then he's like, it's the washing machine.
1: <laughs> and like, and it just kicks back on. I'm like, God, yeah. it's so good. So well done. Honestly, this movie is just like, I mean, the performances are great. I just think that like these two as parents, I'm like, put them in a TV show together. Right. Yeah. Like, Get these two together more often. This is go- some good shit.
0: Also, let's, put let's
1: Anthony Starr in everything. That's just yeah. all I have to say. I love that man.
0: Oh, I would, I would watch, uh, I would watch a rom com with them. Totally, yeah, be great. Okay, so here's my so,
1: question. Oh, can I ask okay. you a question now?
0: You, you, you can ask me a question.
1: Okay, thank you. I'm really glad for the opportunity. I, I permit it. <laughs> <laughs> if you, all right. Okay. Well, my question is like, with the movie named Cobweb, which, like, I feel like is a weird name for this movie, like, they could have yes. called it almost anything else and it maybe would have made more sense. But, like, just for me, as somebody who's like terrified of spiders, I thought this movie's got to have some spiders in it for sure mm-hmm. because it's called Cobweb. Like that's yeah. pretty fucking obvious. They promote when every time I did see it. Cause I followed the fucking page on Instagram. So I saw like one post that they did and it had spider web emojis. So I just assumed it was a fucking <laughs> spider movie. And yeah. so when they, it becomes like something that they find that there is really something in the basement, I was expecting a spider monster, <laughs> yeah. right? What were you expecting? I was just curious what the fuck you thought was going to
0: happen. I mean, when you see the hole in the ground, like it looks like a pretty big cage. And I was mm-hmm. just like, what is that for? Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, c- cobweb is a really bad name for this movie. because like, I watched this with, with my wife and she's like, I don't want to watch it. It's called cobweb clearly as spiders. And I'm like, actually there's zero. There's like, there are spiders. Small but you, They don't do anything. Like, you, like they're not uh, actually a part of the story. Um, yeah. So like, yeah, the, I, I remember the first time watching it, I was kind of like wondering like, is there, is there more to this cobweb name than, than up until this point? Like,
1: <laughs> No, it still doesn't make sense to me. And I've seen this at least twice. And yeah. I still don't get it. Because I'm like, I don't understand. I mean, I guess maybe like the sister, like, can we, we're talking spoilers, everybody. It, the sister's hair looks like cobwebs, I guess. And it she has spiders crawling. around like and She acts she can- like a spider. But like, yeah. I assumed it was going to be like a half, like a hybrid spider human spider thing but she just moves like a spider so i was like are they trying to tell me that this girl convinced herself at a young age that she was a fucking spider and that that's why or like i mean she was made like right it sounds like she was born like looking like that with like the crazy like sharp mouth teeth and like whatever Mm. the fuck's going on she definitely like looked different but like so she was born like uh, did the mom fuck a spider like what happened (laughs) where did this thing come from like i have a lot of questions
0: it, yeah, it is weird. And I, I don't know, like some of the producers that were involved in Barbarian were also producers on this. And so like, I don't know, Barbarian's a similar type of thing where it's like, wh- what is Barbarian relate to this movie? There's different lines that you can draw, but like that, but not in the same way that you can with cobweb. Like, barbarian, you can see, like, the movie people are the barbarians. He's the
1: real barbarian. Yeah. It also takes place on Barbary Street. I mean, it's like, this doesn't play, take place on like Cobweb <laughs> Avenue. And like, yeah. there, it's not like he sees a bunch of cobwebs in his room when, when she's been there. It's like, it could have been called the tapping on the wall. I mean, that's shit. I'm not making up titles here. I'm just telling you that there's probably 18,000 other options that would have maybe been... Maybe that was the problem. They're like, how do we fucking market this movie? We can't market the creepy girl that's the spider creature thing, like, till the end.
0: Yeah, and it's like, there's not even, like, an important scene in the movie where the dad makes some sort of parallel about spiders you know, yeah cobwebs and spiders exactly. and how we run through our lives shaking Thank off you. the cobwebs <laughs> like I there's mean, none of that
1: <laughs> there's none of that and it's like would it kill them like i mean like the, you say what you want about the the movie Dreamcatcher. it's another really bad stephen <laughs> king adaptation but like kind of fun with how bad it is and it's called Dreamcatcher. And I always wondered why the fuck that was the title. Cause even the book, I was like, that doesn't make sense. It's about like an alien invasion. And so, like, a- they add some fucking line in the movie that always gets me. It's like, we're like the Dreamcatcher. And I'm like, oh, God. But at least they tried. Fuck it. At least they tried. Cause it doesn't make sense to yeah. not have cobwebs in this movie. It just, I don't know. I guess. Also, I'm looking at the poster and they fucking have the girl on it. So it's definitely like, Either it goes yeah. or she's real, so that's just giving away. Don't look at the poster, anybody. Yeah. <laughs> Too late. The non-spoiler people are out, but
0: the the I mean, I would argue that the most important line in the entire movie is when they're talking about the rat poison. He's like, it smells like cinnamon, and then the dad says, "Not everything is as sweet as it seems." Like agreed. That that that's foreshadowing yeah. to the to the ultimate reveal.
1: It could have been also called like Pumpkins or something. There's a they shit could have ton of it cinnamon. Those.
0: cinnamon. Still better than cobwebs. Cinnamon
1: would be. That's maybe <laughs> then they rename the sister character. Her name's Cinnamon.
0: Yeah. And it all
1: connects. What did you think about like? Or I guess you probably have more stuff you want to go over before well, I already I mean, asked you a question. Let's go on to your thing next.
0: That's all you get. That's I get one question. Every, I forgot. That's my one.
1: allowance. Everybody gets one.
0: <laughs> well, I was just gonna say. So after they throw him in the basement he comes up and then he goes, and he's now he's like friends with the thing in the wall. He's like talking to it. That reminded me a lot. I felt like the movie kind of switched genres again a little bit where it turned more like into the black phone yeah. where it's like the ghost is trying to help mm-hmm. the kid survive this mess.
1: Totally. It did have very much like the black phone vibes, which again, like very similar to where the kids in the basement and like talking to something that's not there that you can't see and that mm. you don't know if it's real i mean obviously those ghosts but hey they were talking to him giving him fucking information so i think they were <laughs> technically real but like i liked that it had that too because then it felt like cool now he's got like he's gonna do some shit and then also like this kid goes balls to the wall when he like is like gonna fuck shit up yeah. pushing that kid down the stairs the bully kid which <laughs> yeah. I, I think we all know he deserved it yeah. some of the bullies like between this and the boogeyman i'm like God, kids suck are they really still like this like <laughs> That girl in the boogeyman, I never mentioned it, but like, what a fucking bitch. I was so mad the boogeyman didn't
0: need her. Yeah.
1: You know, like, I kind of wish I'm so glad that the bullies in this movie at least get it.
0: But yeah. Well, and then also speaking of big names attached to this movie, the bully is Gary Busey's son.
1: All right. us that's not the (laughs) biggest name. And also like. If Gary Busey also didn't fucking promote this movie. Where was he? Although uh, Dude, he probably would have made people
0: if he was Gary like, "This Busey,
1: is great." They might go, "Oh God."
0: Gary Busey is what the the end creatures face should have been.
1: <laughs> Honestly, it almost kind of does oh, look God. like him on a bad day.
0: <laughs> so, so then it's kind of like a black phone type movie, um, and then we get the the uh, big surprise that boom, it's a creature feature. But I just wanted to say the dream scene with anthony Starr clapping his eyes or what, like the clicking sound, and the and then Lizzie kaplan with the glowing eyes. That shit was one of the scariest things I've seen in a while. Like,
1: yeah, that one was good. I honestly like. It's weird though because I saw that in the trailer when I saw the. Okay, I, I never I'm, saw the trailer. I know, so that's uh, again, but it's weird. Like I was just saying with the boogeyman, I'd seen scenes that like like some of those things in the trailer but they still affected Mm. me when I watched it I feel like that one because I knew what happened they literally give it away in the trailer like the whole thing like that was like 90% of the trailer so Mm. I was like okay and again I was like there's something up with these fucked up parents because you don't know it's a fucking dream but like the way that they're acting for a while you're like this is probably true they're supernatural (laughs) evil fucking parents and this is like the ghost of the dead sister that they killed or something Mm -hmm. that's kind of what you're getting for like that whole portion of the movie but it's crazy it's like it's it's a total pivot from ghost but like it works because it still kind of yeah. ghost. yeah and then when it goes to creature feature it's still kind of supernatural because it's like i don't think you can just randomly end up with a baby like that that <laughs> yeah. has like a monster face like that just seems plus it's like cgi so i can't really tell how it would even be possible
0: yeah well we'll get to the monster face because I think that's maybe the one thing in this movie I don't like (laughs) is the monster face.
1: But I, I do think like there's a lot of really effective scenes in this movie similar to to Boogeyman with like the use of like the dark and shit. Yes. And also like with this particular scene with the dream and the parents. I feel like that's a new thing that like has been happening a lot in horror movies where it's like you see something and then it's black and you can't see it but you hear it running. Mm -hmm. And you get really fucked Like, that just really freaks me out. It it is really effective. I remember it from It Chapter 2. And that was, like, really good in the trailer when they did that. And even in the movie. And so I feel like now that's another pattern I've been seeing more often. It always gets me. It's very unnerving because I don't like that. I'm like, they're going to be in my face the minute the lights (laughs) come on. I know it. They're going to be right there.
0: (laughs) Well, and I I just similar to the boogeyman. Like, I loved how you see her. And she runs at you. And then the lights turn off in the hallway. Yeah. And then it's like, wait, whoa, what happened? And then it just lingers for a little bit. You're like, I don't like this. And then she jumps out. Expertise so it's like
1: staged. That's one of those jump scares that you're like, I'm not even mad because like that was well done. I'll give it yeah. to you. That was like well orchestrated. Like it's still a fucking jump scare.
0: <laughs> and then similar to the the lighting aspect, like I thought the boogeyman was really really cool and brilliant with how they used lighting i thought cobweb was really really good in how they use shadows mm-hmm. like early in the movie like anthony Starr, he's always like backlit so like mm-hmm. you don't actually see his face but like he stands in the doorway of things and just like it's just dark like it that's, just looks yeah, evil it's
1: very menacing shadow that guy which i'm not surprised he's got a very like non like when you just look at him and straight up he's very menacing but like the way that it translates to a shadow maybe they added something to it but like i'm thinking too of the scene where the kids like listening to them in the stairs and like they're talking in the kitchen and you just see their shadows over them yeah love the use of shadows and again why i think that like when you do see the creature it works for like 99 of it is because Mm -hmm. of the way that they shoot it and the way that they use the hair which i guess is where we get the cobweb but like again it would have been if someone could just say the name of the movie here and say, look at that cobweb attached to her head. One of the bullies. I mean, would it would have been hard. <laughs> but I like the way that they use it and like they stage it. Like, yes, both of these are like weird, like supernatural movies where like the parents don't believe the kids and the parents mm. are just not being good parents. If they would have been better parents, none of this would have happened in either movie. And there's they turn into a creature feature at the end. Yeah, oh, they're weirdly like They both do something unique and cool with the way that they use darkness and light. And maybe it's just me, but like, I'm tired of watching movies going, I can't see anything. So Mm -hmm. I love it when like, it's still dark. They do this in Talk to Me too, where it's dark, but you can see kind of some stuff. And then Mm -hmm. when something moves, it like fucking, you're all aware of it, right? Like, yeah. they just they the way that they use it, it can be done really well or even a nope. I mean, that's day for mm-hmm. night. But like, it gets me so much more angry now when I watch stuff that's like just so dark. And I'm like, do they not want anyone to fucking see this? This is bullshit. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like this, this movie and the boogeyman, you would think they'd be so fucking hard to see. And maybe if you don't have your TV settings, they are. But mm-hmm. I think that like they both
0: use them so well. Well, and it's funny. It's like the. That that kind of stuff it feels like a like a low budget kind of thing. Like both these movies had pretty good budgets. Uh, I think I saw that um, that this was like around twenty million. But like using a shadow seems like a low budget way of like making something a little bit more effective. Like when Lizzie Kaplan after uh, after the the rat poison scene and they're all vomiting. Like when she grabs the knife, but you you like it doesn't cut to that. It just shows the shadow of her grabbing the knife and then so she. So good. That was It just seems like a really smart way to do it.
1: That's what I'm saying. It's like uh, it's just I I do also feel that both of these movies, if put into the wrong hands, could be so fucking generic. You know, Mm -hmm. like I've seen the shitty I'm sure I've seen the shittier version of these. I'm not thinking of the names. (laughs) They're better. Like even the shittier versions would be better than the fucking mummy with Tom Cruise. But point aside. And look at how much fucking they are confident promoting that goddamn thing. Yeah. It just <laughs> astounds me. But I'm glad that these both got good budgets. I hope this one does well on Hulu because I think that both of these just so easily could have been like, eh, watched it, never see it again. But I think both of them are so fucking cool with the way that they play on tired things in a new way.
0: Yeah. Okay. So the the second WTF moment is the rat poison. Like that scene.
1: Mm -hmm. Comes out of nowhere, man. But so well done.
0: And it, yeah, like they build up that the parents, it's not that the parents don't believe him. The parents are hoping that he has not learned of this thing that they've been hiding. And then they learn. And now there's just all this tension of what's going to happen to the kid. Because we're like, is he digging his own grave in the backyard? <laughs> like all right, that was sketchy.
1: Like I was like, are they going <laughs> to fucking bury this kid? And like yeah. that's fucked up, dude. Again, as a kid, I don't think I'd recover from this. But next, go ahead.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and then they have that great scene of just them eating soup, and everyone's uncomfortable. He's like, oh, this tastes different. What'd you eat? <laughs> that oh, that one line. I didn't put anything different. And he's like, she's like, so what It is smells that? like cinnamon, and then Anthony Starr's face the way that it just drops and he just turns. (laughs) He's like, "What did you do something?
1: (laughs) Yeah. And the way that he, like, I mean, he just expresses everything in all, I mean, his, the definition of his acting is like micro expressions. It's just (laughs) fucking incredible how many emotions he can portray on his face, like at any given moment. He reminds me of like, fucking margot robbie in uh babylon when they have her do all that and she's like all right another take it's like jesus like how the fuck do you do it that well it's incredible (laughs) he's so good and like that moment like it's almost like for a minute you're like kind of starting to suspect it when like they say that something's different or they're talking but you're also like you're still kind of tense because you're like is he just gonna fucking backhand this kid and like kill him at any moment? Or what's gonna happen? And then it's like the cinnamon, and you're like, oh shit, this kid's fucking ballsy, man. I told you, pushing the kids down the kid down the stairs, the bully, that was like PG compared to this. This is like fucking, I mean, to just poison your parents as he tells them what he knows. It's like, I mean, I know he's a kid, but like, don't you think you'd want to uh, maybe like drug them? Tie them up, something, and then talk to them before you poison them. I'm just saying they're my fucking (laughs) parents. I know that they're not the best, but like I might give them the benefit of the doubt.
0: So, my favorite thing—I mean, of all—I love a lot of things in the movie. My favorite thing in this movie, though, is how well done it is. That, like, I don't know about you, but I was totally believed that the parents were the problem. Like, I believed that the the thing in the wall was the sister that she was a victim. Maybe I didn't think she was a ghost. I I wasn't sure if she was a
1: ghost or if she was just really the sister though. But I was like, I mean, what the fuck's going on? But yeah, I did also think that, but I was like, just poison just seems a little (laughs) bit extreme for a kid, but I appreciate his ballsiness. Again, I said he goes balls to the wall.
0: Like the way they did it makes like you, you, you feel like the kid is doing the right thing. Like the girl tells this story of, yeah, they put her in the wall because they hated her, and then they're going to do they, the same to him
1: too. They're
0: like they killed the they killed the neighbor girl and hit her in the garden. Go look for yourself.
1: I mean, literally, like, like it's you're. I mean, you said like you thought the parents are the problem. They're still the fucking problem. If they <laughs> had just talked to their son, or I don't know, killed their fucking monster daughter when she killed a kid. I'm just saying their plan of attack was horrible. Let's put her in the fucking hole in the basement and pretend that she doesn't exist as if she's not down there fucking monstering her way around, figuring (laughs) her way out of there. Right. I mean, if you have nothing else to do with your life, wouldn't you fucking just be trying to fucking get out? I mean, they they saw her mouth, right? You could just fucking
0: bit her way through that house, you know? Well, yeah. And it's like, if they go through the effort of digging that giant asshole hole in your basement and in the foundation. It, yeah. <laughs>
1: she should always be in there if that's the case, but it sounds like she could get out at any moment. She had probably a secret way out down there. Cause she probably fucking bit her way through the wall, whatever it was. She Maybe she was like one with the spiders and had them all help her out. I'm not <laughs> sure how it worked. I know that spiders are really strong. They're like a hundred times stronger than their body weight weirdly so <laughs> i'm just saying maybe maybe that's why is like they were just trying to give her like you know spider power so because it uh, did funny. seem like it was very much like barbarian where it's like why does she have superpowers though because like yeah <laughs> like barbarian they're like it's inbreeding i'm like but is that what happens with inbreeding <laughs> i don't think so i've never seen one that's like i'm like the hulk now like it doesn't
0: <laughs> well i th- i think they moved her from the basement and in- into the walls mm-hmm. because she, she learned how to climb yeah. so she could climb to the top of that hole and maybe she you know she got taller in her age she could like reach and get out yeah. so then they put her in the walls and then she said that she like dug through the walls to be able to get to him. Yeah. So it's like they never thought that she was gonna make it to him.
1: Well, they're stupid but- as fuck. If that's the <laughs> case,
0: they're definitely stupid. They
1: are definitely still but- the fucking problem at the end of the day. It's like, sure, yeah, okay, the sister is the real villain, just like the boogeyman was actually the real villain. But like, it's still the parents' problem of putting those kids in fucking danger. Okay. <laughs>
0: yeah. Like yeah. this
1: could have been so much easier the way that they. <laughs> handled it was like literally the worst possible option
0: (laughs) yeah i i I just thought they did such a good job of 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 making me believe that the kid went like when the kid killed the parents i was like yeah you did it but then it wasn't until uh lizzie kaplan was like don't let her out
1: and Mm -hmm. i'm like
0: wait a second
1: yeah wait
0: we still got 20 minutes left of this movie
1: (laughs) there's gonna be something i knew the minute that this anything that pretends to be nice and be your friend just like the boogeyman mimics people's voice that you love right it mimics them Mm -hmm. back to you they always try to fucking seem nice that's how evil things work right that's why like i just would i mean this kid obviously he's a scaredy cat but he like his parents weren't giving him anything better and she Mm -hmm. was able to like use the stuff that they could have used against her because they just chose to ignore it and probably because yeah. they're in denial. But it's like, again, just like the dad and the boogeyman, if you would have just gotten over your fucking selves and <laughs> dealt with the problem, we wouldn't be here. However, I'm glad that they didn't because they made for two really good movies. But yeah. they, Agreed. the parents definitely like they just made the wrong call I mean call the fucking government if this is the kid that you produce I might I might want science to take it and test it and go what the fuck happened here you yeah. know it was like bitten by a radioactive spider like I would have so many questions you know yeah just like but it's like it almost like this movie could take place in the 50s where they're like we're just we're <laughs> a weird kid we're gonna lock it up in the attic like it, yeah. I, I was a little shocked to be like this is modern day <laughs> do people do that anymore? I guess if your kid's like a spider thing, I don't know. I mean, she's not a spider, but she acts like one.
0: Yeah. I mean, maybe the black phone ruined it for me because the black phone the entire time I was expecting the ghost to turn on the kid. And then when the kid actually the, when the ghosts were on the kid's side. Yeah. Then I was like, oh, maybe there are good ghosts. ghosts. It's not just Casper. Uh, <laughs> but
1: I was I I knew like I was like, I mean, not I know I watched this before Carrie, but Carrie taught me the, like, hey, if your parents aren't there for you, <laughs> then the kids at school are bullying you. <laughs> Something's fucking not going to end well here. OK, There's no way you're walking out just without a fucking scratch. Like you're going to (laughs) be taking shit this whole movie. And then it's like, it's not even like he's okay at the end. I mean, yeah, she takes out the bullies. That was a kind of nice big sister move. Mm. But like, once she starts talking with her real voice, I was like, Oh God, run.
0: Get the fuck out. When he opens the door and then it's just the eyes. Again, I'm like, I don't like that. But yeah, then I think you said earlier, this movie goes full malignant. (laughs) Not not quite as crazy as Malignant, but like it, yeah. the, the, the piano when he pulls the kid under and then just blood. Pfft.
1: The blood <laughs> just... splatters were like really like that. They were fun. It was like, and, and all those kids deserved it. I was like, good. Mm-hmm. It felt like Carrie in that way. I was like, <laughs> yeah, but also please God don't kill the little boy. Okay. Like <laughs> yeah. this is creepy, but I like how they didn't show her off and stuff. And it wasn't, it was more just like. I mean, she moved like she fucking was a spider and could like stick the walls and shit. But I mean, maybe that's because she like fucking I don't know how she how she did that. But the use of her hair and how it would like drape over something or like dangle onto somebody and there's spiders in it. Like that was really well done. And I'm just so glad that it had like something kind of unique and cool to make it creepier and also still like hidden from like there's still more that I haven't seen.
0: Yeah, I the hair was so cool. It was like a it was like a lure f- for a fish. Like yeah, it was so creepy. Just then she just slaughters them. I'm like, or like,
1: Jesus,
0: or like when uh, when she killed Gary Busey's kid. Like just the hair coming around him, and then he just looks up. Like that uh. was all really good. And then like culminating to that scene of him under the bed, her on top, kind of laying out the real story. You know, yeah. the real thing. Like first off, the voice was great. And I thought it
1: was extremely creepy and I was like, I don't even know how she was able to imitate that little innocent <laughs> voice with that. Cr- I mean, sound like she was a smoker for 70 years Were they bringing yeah. her cigarettes every week. I don't know. <laughs> it sounds like it,
0: <laughs> but yeah, like
1: very, yeah. Creepy. The last
0: 15 minutes, 20 minutes are so entertaining. It's such a, a shift from the rest of the movie and it's, it's a lot of fun. And I think really done really well, um, and you know, the ending it's a little it's a little jarring because it, it does just kind of end. but when I thought about it, I was like, this is the right ending because like what a, what are they gonna do? like are they gonna show the cops come up and take her away or do something? She's like she's killing you know, like...
1: all the cops if you <laughs> even try to stick them on her. You need to just like fucking bomb the place, bomb the town. <laughs> sounds like. Honestly, like there's I mean, I feel like even then she might fucking get out like this thing. It's going to take a team, a specialized team that specializes in this shit, which I don't even know (laughs) what this shit is. But I feel like if it's just your everyday cops, she's mowing through police officers and following you for the rest of your life. Yeah, I would kill myself if I was this kid. I almost feel like (laughs) that would be the happy ending, because if this thing's going to haunt me. For the rest of my life, he's already scared of the dark. What the fuck hmm. is he going to do now?
0: <laughs> yeah. But I and he, he killed really... his
1: parents and they were just trying to protect him. But it's like, again, they were terrible and they kind of deserved it. But like they didn't fully deserve it. So it's like now he's guilty too. I mean, this kid is just going to be all kinds of fucked up. If he's not yeah. joining the sister in cobweb too and just being spider freaks. <laughs> I mean, that's what I feel like he's headed towards at this point.
0: That's the crazy sequel that no one sees coming.
1: (laughs) I'd be here for it. Honestly, I kind of I mean, I'm always down for a movie to get wild as fuck and even better when it feels like a very serious movie. That's not going to do that. Like malignant is like definitely you're like, okay, it's like really jarring because it's like funny, but it's also scary. But then it's like then when it pivots to just wild and like fucking insane, it's so fun. But it like it's already kind of a joke a little bit in on it, you know? Yeah. And this one is, like, I just feel like they present everything as so serious.
0: And like, mm-hmm.
1: really, in, like, really well done. And that the way that when it becomes, like, a wild-ass creature, you're like, what the fuck? Like, I knew <laughs> that there might be something in the basement, but, like, I definitely wasn't expecting this.
0: Yeah. And I, I think we can both agree that um, they made the wrong decision to show the face. Like, it, yeah. I, it's kind of similar, like, when we talked about... um when we talked about uh, the strangers, like I I didn't like the whole, she screams jump scare at the end, but like, I'm not going to hold one second of the movie against everything else that I loved. Yeah. And I would have preferred if they just had the glowing eyes through the hair maybe maybe the mouth
1: yeah like i mean there's a prosthetic thing you could fucking do there's ease i mean we just watched the blob there's infinite things they could do they could have made a really disgusting face and maybe they did in the studio made him paint over it but like seth rogan i think you need to answer for your crime there because i think (laughs) that one second like if you're producing this movie i would be like that needs to be fixed or we (laughs) have like something different but like you said One fucking split second of the movie does not take away anything. If anything, I just love it more for at least even attempting it.
0: Yeah, the more I think about it, I think they brought Seth Rogen in not actually to be a producer. I think they brought him in purely to convince Anthony Starr to be in this movie. I mean, that's
1: probably (laughs) why you got him in here. But, like, (laughs) if Seth Rogen's going into horror movies now, like, fucking promote them, dude. It's not that fucking hard, but... You know, at the end of the day, this movie will hopefully, I, I think, do better on Hulu. And it's like for Halloween. It's a perfect time. We'll see what happens. Maybe the whole fucking internet will go nuts and we'll be the only yeah. cobweb podcast out. And we'll just be yeah. ready for it.
0: Yeah. We work, can dream. <laughs> this is it. And I think if you if you like Malignant and if you like Barbarian, you'll love this movie. And the I Black think... Phone.
1: It's kind of a nice yeah, little modplodge of all of those.
0: I think this movie could be a really great like entry movie into the horror world. Like if you like this, I would say you should give Barbarian a try.
1: Oh, 100%. I feel like this movie also the way maybe it was like or the kind of movie it seems like feels like it'll be one of those generic movies that's full of jump scares. Mm -hmm. And it's like not at all like that. And so I feel like it is like I think if people can get past like looking at the poster or being like the name. It's like if you watch it, you're like, actually, this is totally different than what I expected, and it's really easy to kind of get into it. Again, yeah. like super gruesome if you're not into that. It's like rated R, but I feel like that's for like more of like the swearing, maybe, and a little and bit the, of creature and violence, the vomiting
0: and- blood, The
1: vomiting and the blood. Yeah, there's a lot. The mean- last
0: fifteen minutes when the kid gets decapitated. Yeah, like, yeah, uh- okay, fine. There's a little <laughs> gore
1: at the end, but again, it's not like the thing or the blob. It's not going to fucking yeah. be a, like five, you know a five-star assault on all of your senses. Like, it's not like that. It's very minimal, and it's done really tastefully. So, like, I feel like that makes it easier for me, at least. Like, that's one reason Cronenberg movies are great to me is because if they're stylish and they're gory, they can still make you, like, it's not as hard to handle, you know? Yeah. This is nowhere near that. But I will say, definitely, like, great entry. I agree.
0: And the kid doesn't ruin it. Kids. No, good. good
1: kid. We've had a good string of good kids. We gotta not that I'm hoping for one that's <laughs> bad, but my god, I'll know it when I fucking see it. That's all I gotta say.
0: <laughs> oh. Don't forget to like and subscribe. We out here.